This is Matt Spiegel, and I can't wait to bring you Season 2 of the PBP, Voices of Baseball. The very best play-by-play voices in the game talk about their craft. It's a job so special that even Joe Buck told us he will probably go back to it. I'm 53, basically 54. I, I think it's too early to say nevers at this point in my life. I think at some point I'll get the itch again. Incredible guests sharing great stories from your favorite teams coming this year. Find us on the Odyssey app or wherever you find podcasts. The, the, the winds of change are blowing through Raider Nation, and Silver and Black Today keeps you up to date with the latest news and views about your Las Vegas Raiders. Touchdown, Las Vegas! With insight, opinions, and interviews, we're on the cutting edge of what's happening now. Now, now with the latest on your Raiders and the NFL, your host, Scott Goldbranson and Mo Moten. Welcome back. Here we are, the home stretch of this edition of Silver and Black today. You're hearing us on the bet in oh, the bet. Yes, the bet in Las Vegas on the radio, 98.5 HD2 in Las Vegas. Uh, welcome back to our Las Vegas listeners. We have tons of them on the podcast all year round on the radio here as we come back for our seventh year, six, excuse me, sixth year on odyssey radio in las vegas so welcome back we are also an odyssey original podcast covering the raiders as well mo moton he's the national senior writer covering the nfl over at bleacher report also the raiders columnist at sports.com you can follow him on the x uh at mo moton m-o-e-m-o-t-o-n you can follow me lv gully the show snb today all right mo let's get into this mailbag real quick here as we close out this exciting show the first week of camp. Let's jump right in. It says, hey, guys, really excited about the Marcus Peters signing on Monday. How competitive do you think the battle for the cornerback's position will be this training camp? That's Russell in Pleasanton up in the East Bay area of uh, California. Russell's asking the question, Mo, how competitive will it be at cornerback with Marcus Peters now part of the Las Vegas Raiders? I think the biggest competition will be cornerback number two on the boundary. I believe Nate Hobbs is going to probably move back to the slot. We'll have to battle or fend off Tyler Hall for that spot. If you remember, I referenced Vic Taper's piece a couple of weeks ago. He said that Nate Hobbs preferred to play in the slot. These are Vic's Mm -hmm. words, not my words. I didn't talk to Nate Hobbs. These are Vic's words in his piece that Nate Hobbs prefers a slot. So that leaves open the boundary spot opposite of Marcus Peters, which I said will be open competition. David Long Jr., Ja'Korian Bennett, Duke Shelley, those three guys will have a shot uh, to, to nail down that spot. Maybe even Amik Robinson, if, they, if the Raiders want to uh, have him on the outside. There will be competition mm-hmm. for that, heavy competition for that spot. I, I'm interested to see who comes out on top. I, I My sleeper pick for that, of course, is Ja'Korian Bennett. I've been talking about Ja'Korian Bennett all offseason. Reportedly, he had a pretty good OTAs, uh, OTA phase of the of the offseason program. I like Ja'Korian Bennett, but if I'm going with a veteran, I say I would say Brendan Faison, who I didn't mention in that group. He's also in that competition. Brendan Faison is a, is a veteran, played for the Raiders yes. under Gus Bradley. Different system, of course, but I think based on experience, starting experience, Faison probably has the upper hand there. Uh, for that cornerback two spot. Absolutely. And we got news, of course, on uh, on Tuesday, Mo, that Justin Herbert, Charger, signs a five-year extension. He is now a Charger until 2029, seven years, basically. So the Raiders are going to be in a division with those three quarterbacks 
uh, for a long time. And so uh, to get that cornerback uh, core up to speed, they also need help with safety, as we talked about before as well. But that's going to be a big deal. So they really need to figure it out and figure it out fast because the ball is going to be flying all over the place in the AFC West. All right. Russell in Pleasanton, thank you for your question uh, as we roll on here on the Raider Nation mailbag on Silver and Black today. It says, Mo and Scott, you guys said on your last show that McDaniels doesn't like mobile quarterbacks. How do you know? <laughs> How do you know, Mo? His offense is also run in Buffalo, or similar office, and Josh Allen is more mobile. Maybe he just hasn't had the chance to get a quarterback with those with more of those skills. Thanks, Ray in Chicago. Ray's written in before, I think, last season, because I always remember that Raider fan in Chicago has got to feel pretty interesting. Uh, but but what about that, Mo? He, he talks about, we talked about, and you've talked about ad nauseum, actually, how Josh McDaniels, I mean, clearly – how do we know he doesn't necessarily value as highly mobile quarterbacks? He signed Jimmy Garoppolo for number one. Uh, but, Mo, talk about the system. And and if if Ray has a point there, if there's similarities, obviously, with what Dable does up uh, – uh, or it's not Dable, that's New York. Uh, but what, what, what happens in Buffalo with Josh Allen running a similar offense? Here's the thing, Ray. His, his offense may be run in Buffalo, but guess who doesn't coach in Buffalo? Josh McDaniels <laughs> <laughs> and he, Josh McDaniels doesn't have Josh Allen. And so if you, if, how do we know, just look at Josh McDaniels history of quarterbacks aside from Tom Brady, put Tom Brady's aside because they're not, you know, the Patriots weren't going to move on from Tom Brady. He's winning them Super Bowls and, and won a bunch of games. Tom Brady aside, look at the quarterbacks that the Patriots Patriots have had under Josh McDaniels, Matt Castle, Brian Hoyer, Jared Stidham. Now Jared Stidham's mobile. Not super mobile, was a dual threat athlete coming into, I believe, college, but not going to run with the football a whole lot. Now, they had Cam Newton, and a lot of people want to bring up Cam Newton and Tim Tebow. And I get Tim Tebow, athletic quarterback. That was over a decade ago. Cam Newton, the situation with Cam Newton was very unique in the sense that the Patriots signed him in June of that offseason. I want to say it's 2020, I believe. They signed him in June, late June, which means he was yeah. a last resort option. It wasn't. It wasn't a first uh, a first pick for them as we're going to go with Cam Newton in March when Frazier starts. They <laughs> signed him in June after exactly. the Tom Brady era had ended and Tom Brady went to Tampa Bay. Look at what he has now, right now, on the depth chart if you want to go current time. As you said, Jimmy Garoppolo, not the most mobile quarterback. Can he bootleg out? Can he move his legs a little bit? Yes, but not considered a mobile quarterback. Aiden O'Connell, the one weakness in Aiden O'Connell's game, if anyone can point it out very easily, lack of mobility. Brian Hoyer is 58 years old. He's not moving. Okay, <laughs> He's so older than me. <laughs> Josh, Josh McDaniels had opportunities to draft more mobile quarterbacks. He had a chance to get other rookies that were more mobile in this draft class. He went with Aiden O'Connell, who's one of the least mobile quarterbacks in this draft class. So that tells you, that gives you clues of what Josh McDaniels wants. He wants more yes. of a pocket passer. So there you go, Ray. It's called actions. We're judging him on his actions. Right. Uh, and yes, the offense can can certainly benefit from a mobile quarterback. Doesn't mean you can't run a mobile quarterback in that offense. But clearly, Josh McDaniels likes guys who have their feet in cement. So there you go. Ray in Chicago, we appreciate uh, your question. 
What up, y'all? It's your boy Danny Green, three-time NBA champ. You either rooted for me or rooted against me. Join myself and my co-host Harrison Sanford on the Inside the Green Room podcast. It's a podcast that brings you never-before-told tales from the locker room to candid interviews with basketball legends to breakdowns of what's happening in the NBA right now. Whether you're a diehard fan or casual about your hoops, this podcast brings you the game like never before. Follow Inside the Green Room on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, getting to our last question of the mailbag for this week. This comes to us from Jacob in Las Vegas, and he's got some words for me, Mo. He says, hey, Scott, why are you so anti-running back in Josh Jacobs? The guy... <laughs> sorry, sorry, Jacob. Uh, the guy deserves to be paid what he's worth, and Mark Davis, again, is being cheap and showing he knows nothing about building a winner. You're wrong on this, and I hope all of these running backs stick it to the owners, that's Jacob in Las Vegas. Jacob, thanks of all, first of all for listening and for writing in. So a couple of things. I'm not anti-running backer Josh Jacobs. Uh, you might need to go back and listen to the show some more because I have said every time we've talked about Josh Jacobs, I've talked about what a good young man he is. I've talked about what a great running back he is. But again, I don't control the market. Again, making analogies. I Listen, Hyundais are great cars. Are they Mercedes? No. The value of a Mercedes and a Hyundai, even though they're great, both great cars, are different. I don't make the market. I'm just telling you, based on the market and looking at it, see, I don't look at it as an emotional fan. I'm looking at it as an objective party, who a disinterested party, if you will, to use a legal term. And what it says to me is the NFL, and we saw on Tuesday Saquon Barkley, Monday, right? Saquon Barkley basically signs the tag, gets an extension on his year, gets a little bit, bit of money, $2 million up front, instead of in his salary, and he ends up making $900,000 more than the tag would have paid him. So that tells you, remember Saquon Barkley, who was talking about F this and F that and F them and F whoever? He went in. So again, I'm not creating the value. What we've said on this show, and I think, Mo, you've been consistent too, is, look, it's not about whether we like the guy or not or whether he deserves it or whether life is fair it is the market, and the market dictates what they get paid. So I'm not anti-running back. And, and if they want to stick it to the owners, they're not sticking it to the owners. The owners go on. The owners save money if they don't come in. And, in fact, the only people who lose in that situation are the running backs. So you can be angry and upset about it, but it's not going to do anything. I'll say this. Uh, Josh Jacobs doesn't have much leverage now in terms of uh, – Zero. You know, you know Getting a deal. Number one, he can't get a multi-year deal because I want to answer this now because a lot of people asked me this on Twitter. They said, "Hey, so Quan Barkley reworked his uh, contract, so that means that the Raiders can sign Josh Jacobs to a new deal and offer for more money." Not true. Uh, as I said on the previous show, I pointed out Joe Corey's piece that you can rework or modify the franchise tender, but you're still going to play for about ten point one million. So Quan Barkley's contract is $909,000 in incentives. The, the Giants have to make the playoffs, and he has to rush for over 1,300 yards. He has to have like 65 receptions, and there's another category. But he doesn't get that money. He's not guaranteed to get that money. He only gets that money if he meets those qualifications, those thresholds. So he's still playing for $10.1 a year for one year. Yeah. He's just getting $2 million up front in signing bonus. And again, those incentives are tacked on, but the basis of this contract is still $10.1 one year. That doesn't change. Right. Absolutely. Well said. 
All right. Well, that's going to close out our mailbag segment and this edition of Silver and Black today. I want to thank Ross Tucker for being with us, being our guest. Uh, make sure you follow Ross on the X on Twitter, whatever you want to call it, at Ross Tucker NFL. Mo is Mo Moton, M-O-E-M-O-T-O-N. I am Scott Colbranson. You can follow me at LV Gully. To our listeners in Las Vegas on the radio, on the bet there in Las Vegas, thanks for being with us. To our listeners on the podcast, thanks. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your audio. Also, thank you to the YouTube audience. Mo, I will see you early next week as we wrap up what happened over the weekend and as camp rolls on. Getting ready for preseason football. See you then. All right, there you go. For our producer, Mike Robbie, a former Mo, and I am Scott Branson. This has been Silver and Black today. Take care, everybody. Have a great weekend.